1: Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Print On Demand Cast. Now, full disclosure, full transparency, uh, Travis and I were trying to find a time to uh, record a new episode of the Print On Demand Cast for you guys, and our schedules uh, just do not match up this week. We, are, This week's nuts for both of us. We're in the throes of Key 4. So much going on. So we didn't want to leave you guys hanging. So what we're going to do is re-air... Episode thirty three of the Print on Demand Cast. Our first conversation with Chris Green. Now you've heard a lot about Chris Green in the last couple of interviews that we've done. Uh, if you're if you're a longtime listener to this show, you know Chris Green. You've you've heard him on the show before, and you know he is just a treasure trove, a cornucopia, a wealth of knowledge about the Print on Demand uh, industry and all of the ideas uh, that you can um, uh, use to implement POD in your business. So you heard Helen talk about him. You've heard Chris Grant talk about him. So we wanted to kind of If you're new to the show, refresh your memory uh, on Chris Green and the ideas that he brings to the table because they are a plenty. There is so much that's happening in this episode of episode 33. That we are excited to re-air it and even re-listen to it again ourselves, because again, so many golden nuggets here uh, in this episode that that for sure, uh, Travis and I have have forgotten about, forgotten that we talked about. So we want to uh, episode, or sorry, we want to air this episode again, and um and and let you guys in on on the genius uh, that is Chris Green. Uh, he's a, a multi-time guest of the show. Uh, he was here for our one-year anniversary show as well. Um, So just great conversation, great ideas, so much to glean and listen and learn from uh, in this interview. So please avail yourself. If you haven't heard it before, enjoy. If you have heard it before, like I said, there's probably some stuff in here that you may have missed or may have forgotten about. So please take the time and listen to this again. Uh, I think it's going to be a great time. And uh, like I said, Travis and I uh, are looking forward to getting back, sitting down, recording a brand new episode. We have dates set for uh, the coming uh, week to, to crank out some new content for the PODcast. So thank you guys so much for your patience as we are navigating uh, the life of shop owners and, and the production and all of that kind of stuff, all that kind of crazy madness. Uh, but we look forward to being with you again next week here on the Print On Demand Cast. But for now, enjoy the genius of Chris Green, episode 33 of the Print On Demand cast. Leave the gun.
2: Take the cannoli. Just when
0: they thought I was out, they pull me back in. <laughs> I'm going to make them an offer, Calvin.
1: Travis, I'm super excited for this episode of the Print on Demand Cast. I'm excited for all the episodes, but this one in particular because I think we have a very entertaining and informative guest. Chris Green is going to join join us uh, for this episode. Chris Green has been in the Amazon FBA POD KDP. It's a lot of a lot of initials. He's been in all those games <laughs> for over 20 years as a seller, a designer, an author, and a teacher. Uh, since 1999, he's flipped millions of dollars with the products on eBay and Amazon. Developed software for Amazon sellers, written books, published courses, hosted events he's done it all if, if, it, if it's there to be done chris <laughs> has done it he specializes in helping those new to amazon learn about the many opportunities and help them pursue the best match for their goals skills talents and passions he uh, lives in massachusetts with his loving wife and two children so i'm super excited travis to welcome to the podcast a rmrc alumni chris green <laughs> chris welcome to the show thanks so much for, uh, for taking the time yeah, I love that intro, man. It was like
2: fresh. I, I've had like an old intro for a long time, so I, I like yeah. that one.
1: I, I can dig it. There
2: are a lot of initials and acronyms going on in there. There is.
1: There's a lot of FBA, POD, KDP. You know, OP. Who knows? I'm yeah. Omg, there's a lot. There's a lot. Omg, PDA. I don't know. There's there's tons of stuff happening all over. Chris, how's it going, man? It's going well. I hope things are going well with you guys. I think I, I miss the
2: Colorado weather, man. Like you know, Massachusetts. We're not known know. for for anything outdoorsy, <laughs> other than it gets really cold. So, yeah, right. we
0: need to do another uh, another conference out here to give people an excuse to come. Uh, it's such a great. We love. I mean, I love the yeah. state. Josiah's been talking about it's too cold for him. He's kind of wussing out. He may be. thinking but you yeah, know, if, we won't talk if about I can go, that
1: right now. If I, can go, if I can go somewhere where I never see snow again in my life, I will be perfectly content. <laughs> uh, but we talk a lot about you know eventually maybe growing this thing into doing like a print on demand cast convention. So we can get all the friends from RMRC back together, have a a party here in Colorado. It'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. I think Travis knows how to organize and and host events. Like you (laughs) guys got got
0: an
2: inside track on that. Just give it a new name. Just go back. (laughs) I would would be down for that. And honestly, I think it it almost makes a lot of sense because I I mean, Travis, you guys, you've been in the Amazon kind of seller world or side hustle Mm -hmm. flipping world for a while. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. Like, I, I think there are a lot of people who want to switch from the selling physical products, especially sourcing arbitrage style, where it's right. you're always yeah. having to find your next deal. To wait, what's this print on demand? Like, yeah. well, hey, like I'm more interested. Like, I bet if you had like two tracks, everybody would go to the print on demand sessions yeah. and right. probably leave the the flipping sessions. That wouldn't, you know, there'd be some people there, but just not as popular because the opportunity is just different and in a lot of people's minds. Better.
0: Yeah, and it's it's definitely flipped. The last year was the uh, I think 2018, and we had a merch by Amazon slash POD track uh, at RMRC. Um, For our listeners who don't know what the heck we're talking about, it was a conference we did for three years here in Colorado that me and a friend, Paul Witter, did. And it was all about selling on Amazon. And so we did it 2016, 2017, and then 2018, we actually added a print-on-demand track because it was kind of coming into the forefront of stuff. And um, you know, you just basically hit the nail on the head with why I got out of that whole arbitrage game and jumped into print on demand because it was, it was a, it was a grind having to find that next product, you know, pick up, you know, go, go to a million websites every single day to do online arbitrage and all that, you know, stuff. Um, Print on demand is, is, it's a totally different thing. I mean, it does require kind of Really changing business models in a in a big way for me, but I I did have some of that um, expertise with creating listings and some of those basic skills. You know, being already on Amazon and having some of those skills really did help me kind of fast track getting into um, you know scaling a lot quicker than I think a lot of people that are just getting into it now and kind of cutting their teeth on print on demand just right out of the gate. Um, You know, it's a little bit more challenging, but it's not it's not undoable by any stretch of the imagination. You and I were, and Josiah were talking about before uh, we pressed record, just how, you know, you can, you can make a hundred grand and not, have to do a super, a ton of work. I mean, yes, right. you have to learn the systems. You have to learn things you have to jump in and you have to really dedicate yourself. Um, but you can do that in print on demand. Um, you know, you may not make a million dollars right off the bat, but, and it may take a long time. You may never do that. Wait but a minute. Can-
1: so those ads on Facebook are lying to me is what you're saying. <laughs>
0: Yes, right. I do not have Result. a Lamborghini. Uh, I shouldn't have signed up for all five lot.
1: courses. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Results it, not typical are the words exactly, that you're looking for. Yeah, exactly, because exactly. it's it is possible, yeah. right? And I think people hold yeah. on to that possibility. Of like it is, I'll tell everybody, it is possible that someone without yeah. a lot of experience and has never used Amazon before, it's technically possible they could make a million dollars with print <laughs> on demand. Now, that could be someone like like Jake Paul, Logan Paul. Or, like, I don't know which one's the more popular, whatever it is. If you had that kind of audience, you could have never touched Amazon, never sold a thing, <laughs> never heard of a print-on-demand, and you could bring right. a, a print-on-demand T-shirt to your established audience and make a million dollars, right? So that guy had no experience with POD. So, yeah, you could say that. You could make a uh, an honest ad. Hey, no experience needed, and you can say, like, yes, but you have other things. You have to have an audience. You have to understand branding yeah. and marketing and supply and demand. <laughs> oh, yeah. and, there's a lot more to it and that's the yeah. stuff that I don't know I think should be put out there for free but you know mm-hmm. it's it's really cool to make sexy ads and say hey make a million dollars and all this stuff right. you know yeah. like make a hundred thousand first and for you do, make ten thousand first right yeah. make one thousand first make a hundred dollars right, right? Yeah. <laughs> start there and then grow because everybody that made a million dollars, Made everything along the way,
0: right exactly and
2: every single one of them made one dollar first, like no one just yep. the first check, the first deposit from Amazon was a minute like no it's it's never happened, and i, don't, I can't believe it ever will but, <laughs> yeah,
0: well, let's before we i mean we've 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 already gone five minutes and we've we haven't even actually talked about uh your print on demand story, so Chris, why don't you just kind of give us give our audience like a background of who is Chris Green and uh why is print on demand? Uh, or why are you on our show? <laughs> well, I'm on your show because you invited me on your show. Yeah?
2: And I and I say yes to everything, but I definitely say yes to you guys. Uh, I'll give you the shortest, shortest version of it. It was 1999 when I first started selling on eBay. You can check my my eBay ID. It says, you know, start, you know signed up on, in, 19 I think, July 1999. Uh, doing eBay, doing Amazon, coined the term retail arbitrage, online arbitrage, and wrote books about those topics. And it really started flipping stuff from Home Depot and Lowe's, kind of home centers, um, power tools, flipping them on eBay, breaking up kits, like the more pieces, the better kind of thing, like chop shop for cars, but I was doing it for power tool combo kits. (laughs) And, and honestly, I mean, in hindsight, I realized how lucky I was, right? Because I was a power tool sales rep for Bosch power tools. So I was in stores every day. So I understood the, the, uh, Home Depot system. I had access to their computer system cause I had to check on my orders. So I could see things that were coming up clearance. And this was uh, during Home Depot's big expansion where like we opened stores all the time, um, And and Home Depot, at the same time, was terrible with inventory. So they would have stores that had no business having a a number of of units or or a a certain level of inventory in their store. Like a store that sold three circular saws a month would have 200 circular saws. And they would sit there and sit there. And they go clearance. And once they go clearance, they can't transfer them out because of the way the system worked. You can't transfer out clearance product. Otherwise, you take a hit as the store. So the store would sell them all to me. So I would go around. I would find the store's. Had all the inventory. It was like the 80 20 rule, right? 20% of the stores had 80% of the inventory. So I would go cool. buy up all that inventory. So I made, t- I mean, it was like, it was quite lucrative to mm-hmm. buy $500 combo kits for $99 and be able to get, you know, 140 of them. Uh, and then you multiply your money a little bit more because you're breaking things up. You're selling the batteries separate and all of these things separate. Hmm. And it was good money and it wasn't hard. But this was, of course, I'm doing eBay with multiples, right? So I have, you know, 450 DeWalt 18 volt batteries, not 450 different items, right? And 450 different listings. So it it was able to to scale pretty well. And then I finally got into Amazon uh, and I was getting better prices on Amazon and, you know, lower maintenance customers on Amazon. And then when I saw FBA, like I was one of the first sellers on FBA, but it was because I was a prime buyer for so long. That I, I really knew the power of Prime early. I was like, a two day shipping on everything, like for only $79. That's, that's a crazy deal. Cause I want that. Yeah. I, I mean, people don't know we used to wait five to seven days <laughs> for everything. In, in the dark, back in the dark ages. my gosh. <laughs> but like, once you go two day you can't go back. And then one day, and like, wait till you have like Prime now and you're getting it same day. Right. You no, know, it's crazy. Yeah. So, you know, the, the speed, we'll speed past this part here. Uh, get into FBA. I need software, so I hire a developer. We, we team up. We co-founded a company called ScanPower, where you can scan barcodes and re, you know, print labels and reprice your listings and all that stuff. And like, that was fun. So I kind of transitioned out of a seller to be a vendor. And then I kind of became like an evangelist for FBA, and I wrote books about it and hosted conferences. And all this is kind of by accident, just because I liked doing it. It was fun. It was new. Yeah. Uh, and then when Merch by Amazon came along, to me, it was because I had that background of Amazon that when I see Merch by Amazon, which says, this is print on demand, but it's prime eligible and it's on Amazon and I don't have to actually do anything. And, and when it sells, I'm going to get a royalty. Like, like you don't have to sell me on that. Like I, I get right. it. Right. I'm like, let, let's go. Like I understand where this is going. <laughs> and a big mistake I made was I didn't realize that KDP was the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. Right. And I've been publishing right. on KDP since 2011. Right. My first book, Retail Arbitrage, came out in 2011. And I didn't know, I didn't get the wait a minute, this is a listing because I'm thinking it's a book instead of wait a minute, t shirts and hoodies, like physical products, right? Like a selection. But right. like books, it's the exact same thing. So when I talk about POD, I'm talking about Merch by Amazon primarily just because I love Amazon as the marketplace. But of course, there's other print on demand you know, platforms out there. Uh, but I also lump in KDP. And KDP, if you can get creative with the right information and content, is 100 times more powerful than merch by Amazon. And I say mm-hmm. that as someone who's known for merch by Amazon and is known for FBA. I, I would much, I would, if I could have one platform, KDP, hands down. It's, it's really? the fastest answer I'd ever wow. give you. Interesting. And we could talk a little bit about that. I mean, I've, I've got some of my books here that I can show you. And it's not just having a book, it's how you can use publishing to have prime eligible royalty generating ASINs on Amazon, right? Mm-hmm. And what mm-hmm. do you put in the book, right? You can put in words or you can put in access or information or, or unlisted video content or download links or, or, you know, specialized content. Like, so it's not just, you have to write a story. It's if you have a course about podcasting, you can sell it as a book as well as, as a course, but people love physical products. They love getting stuff in the mail. And this allows you to do all that in the print on demand way of not having inventory, not having to deal with returns, not having to do with fulfillment and all that stuff. So it's, it's really unbelievably powerful, but like, you have to have the right application for it and then kind of have that switch flip in your head about, wait a minute. I can sell my catalog of, of art designs that I've made for Merch by Amazon sellers, and I can sell it as a book on Amazon for up to hmm. $250. Right? Like, if you can include $250 worth of value, right. you can, that's the highest price you can go. It used to be $3,000. <laughs> Really? The right. highest you <laughs> and I, I wish I, I didn't think I would change it. I was going to publish a book for two thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars and ninety nine cents, the absolute <laughs> highest price you could do it, just to say I did it. Just to be like, that's my book, <laughs> and then, and then you guys know I'm a little sneaky, right? So then I could list it myself, and then buy it or like have somebody buy it. To bump yeah. the sales rank, so people are like <laughs> someone bought it. Someone <laughs> it bought must, a three thousand. Must be point. good. <laughs> yeah, the cool what thing you could, about you could sell. Hold, on. I, I I hate to interrupt you on this, but here's a no, great example good. of what you could do. You could sell a ticket to the the POD conference, right? If say two hundred fifty dollars, or you could do like a one day event, and the only way to get in is to buy my book from Amazon, right? And now you've outsourced the ticketing. And royalties are non-refundable, right? So that, that's a little bonus. But they trust it. So as long as you put on a good event, if you, those reviews can be tied to that book, and now people trust Amazon reviews, right? And they trust the Amazon return yeah. process. If hey, if something doesn't work out, I know I can return it without having to get into a hassle and like oh, like it's it's just so seamless and easy. But it's just yeah. a few extra steps, which is why a lot of people don't do it.
0: Yeah, there's a when you do an FBA and you're doing private label. Um, There's, you know, a lot of rules you have to kind of go by that Amazon has placed on its sellers. And one of them is you're not allowed to put anything that's going to lead that seller or that buyer to a place that's not Amazon. You can't lead them off of Amazon. However, in a book, all bets are off. I mean, you can put you can lead them to wherever you want. There you go. There's the example right there. <laughs> <It is>. ChrisGreen.com <laughs> in Chris's book. For those of you not watching on YouTube, there's a QR code and picture oh, of Chris picture. and the whole night
2: yards. You don't even have to buy the book to get this information, right? Like you can find this on the Amazon product page. I've got books yeah. with QR codes on the cover, right? <laughs> and I've checked, like I'm not breaking any rule. So you can go. I mean, here's one right here. So this book has a sample. So if you click, if you scan this, Right. It'll take you to online arbitrage.com slash sample, which allows people to put in an email address and then they can get the first three chapters for free. And they get an email sequence that says, Hey, here's a one this book is $99 on Amazon. But hey, how about how about a one-time discount? You can get it for $49. Right. And just put a PayPal link in. And if you got, we can talk about some secrets, right? This is <laughs> this is a 480 page book, right? This is a textbook. Yeah. Now I've I've got a new book here I can show you guys if you guys want to see it. Uh, for almost 500 pages Mm -hmm. i can so travis if i had your address and i want to send you one of these i can go into my kdp account and send you a single copy for less than 12 bucks wow because i'm right because i have (laughs) author costs so this isn't like drop shipping this is ordering an author copy which goes into my amazon account that i it's not prime eligible so I can't even. Mm-hmm. I can't use prime benefits on it if I wanted to. I put in your address. It's going to charge me three dollars and fifty nine cents total for a pick and a pack and and all that. It's not even pick because they're going to print it right. Like they're going right. to print it and pack it and ship it to you in an Amazon box, which is one of my favorite things because you know, what, you know how many Amazon boxes don't get opened. Not <laughs> <None>. zero. <laughs> it's like a guarantee open, right? Yeah. It's 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 so good and they're gonna do it. Like you know it's gonna get delivered. Like, yeah, it, it's crazy. So I can as an author, if I can compile the information, if I can sit down, do the work, make a good course, tons of content. This has like 53 different unlisted videos. Like the only way you can get it is through this book. If I can create this, something I can say, look, it's a hundred bucks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Take it or leave yeah. it. Like this was a lot of work, but it only cost me now, it cost me like seven dollars to order myself, but then I have to ship out, ship them back out. Right, right. So it's easier sure. just to, to do the author copies. So I can leverage against that. I can say, hey, look, 20 bucks, one-time offer after you get the sample. I'll give it to you for 20 bucks, and I still make money. And yeah. I still don't do yeah. any work. And they're gonna be so impressed and thankful. I've had so much contact with them. I got their name, their address, their email. I mm-hmm. I've sent them something physical in the mail. Like that's how you create trust with your, your listeners, your buyers, your customers, followers, subscribers, whatever you want to call it.
0: And not only that, I mean you could do that to, you know, somebody that you you look up to in, in the you know POD world or the KDP world that you want to get yeah. in front of. You can send them your book. And you know how many Amazon packages get left unopened? <laughs> Zero. Right. <laughs> and all of a sudden they're staring at your book and you have an N and there's the contact information. If they like it, maybe they get in contact with you. And now you've yeah. got you know, you have that connection that you didn't have because you didn't have a book before, but you have a book now and you sent it to that guy and that guy's really impressed. And now he comes on your show, you know, <laughs> we could get, look,
2: this is like a little, like not exactly POD related, but it's kind of POD related. So that same strategy doesn't have to be with just your book, right? Cause this is where I want people to stop and think every, everything out there is about bringing value to other people. If you want to have a business, you have to bring value. I don't care if you're selling a product that no. brings value to other people. Like, it doesn't matter. You have to bring value to other people. You want to make more money, bring more value to those same people (laughs) or bring that same value to more people. You want to make super more, more value to more people. Like it's, it's really just that simple, but you have to have a good product. You have to get attention. You got to get people to know and care about that product. And then the last Mm -hmm. part, that's the easiest part. That's POD. That's KDP. That's Merch by Amazon. Like that's private label. That's like, that's just, I have a product on Amazon. That's the easiest, yeah. simplest, and most outsourced part of it, and I'm assuming people have good products, right? Like <laughs> I always forget to remind people that like this only works if your products are good, right? That if you have right. crappy products, crappy information, crappy courses, crappy podcasts, it's not going to work, right? right. Crap, yeah. Crappy, yeah. crappy designs, business. yeah. So you exactly. have to have that middle part. How do you get people to care? So I love your idea. Drop ship my own book to somebody, but step back one more step and be like, I I can drop ship anything off of Amazon to somebody.
0: Mm-hmm. right like you know yeah.
2: somebody's like really into barbecue find the best rated barbecue sauce or, or something on amazon drop ship it to them wait until you get the because the, i get the notification that the shipping's going to be delivered right so once right. i once i know it's been delivered I may mean, i wait a little bit and then i send that email hey did you get that that barbecue sauce from amazon and they're gonna be like what the heck because first they're gonna open it and be like who <laughs> said i didn't order barbecue sauce right so yeah. it's gonna be right in front of their <laughs> mind Right. Then you mess with them. Say, "Hey, I just really thought that you like it. It's just an intro, right?" And, yeah, and you might yeah. do that twenty times, and fifteen of them might be like, "Hey, thanks, but like, you know, I, I don't got anything else to really talk about." But that's how that's how you get connected with people. It's so easy mm-hmm. for a five dollar like something off of Amazon, you mm-hmm. drop ship to somebody and follow yeah. up with
0: email. Yeah, I just heard a story this today of somebody who was talking about they wanted to get in front of a CEO, and so they found a company that would laser engrave cutco knives. And so he literally laser engraved the guy's name on a cutco knife. I'm not sure if it was a set or what it was. So, you know, that's wow. that's a pretty expensive thing, but he sent it to the guy and he made the connection and and it worked. I mean, that's just like that's so I mean, that's and that brings it back, you know, a little bit to our print on demand because that's something that we have the ability to do. We have the relationships to kind of personalize these gifts to where we can actually make an impact in somebody, you know, in an influencer's life or somebody that we want to maybe bring into our fold, you know, that, 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 um, that we can maybe, you know, do their merch or do, or, or, you know, or collab with them in some way. There's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of really good ideas that are going here, Chris. This
2: is cool. You know, you know, John Rulon, that name's ring
0: a bell.
2: So he wrote, he wrote the book giftology. Uh, and yeah, I can just Google him. That's
0: what I was talking about. Yeah. He was referencing that. He was oh, referencing okay. Giftology. <laughs> that's that's that book, actually.
2: Yeah. So I, I know Johnny, when uh, I first met him, I was, I was at an event that he was also a part of. And he sent everybody at the event. While we were away, he sent home to all our wives, uh, laser engraved Cutco, Cutco. Okay. I've the, got the, it upstairs. <laughs> I've got the, the big Mac Daddy knife, the bread knife, and they all have my name on it. Right, not his name, not not remember me. It's John. Mm-hmm. I'm the one oh, who gave man. you that. No, and make it about the other person. And it's, you know, I, I think in a, in the way of print on demand, and this is a very common question that I get is people are like, how do I get that attention? Right? People want to say, look, I get it. I, I got a royalty generating product page on Amazon. I want to run some ads, and I'm like, no, mm-hmm. for Pete's sake, don't run ads because <laughs> if they have no idea what they're doing, they're going to run the wrong. They're going to just waste their money. But yeah. I think people, and and I, I see this in the in the FBA space as well. Instead of thinking about like just paying money for get people to click on your stuff, you're you're paying money either way. Like no matter what you do, you're paying money. So what's the best use of that money? And I mm-hmm. would say if you're gonna spend three hundred dollars on a Facebook ad, I'll be like find ten people and send them a thirty dollar gift from Amazon. Ten people, not just ten random people, ten people who potentially have an audience for your product, your print on demand product, whether you're making designs, whether you're you're writing books, whatever you're doing, be like, who who would I, who do I want to get in front of who has an audience that I would, I would be so happy and thankful to get in front of and spend that money. I I mean, it's not like trying to just butter them up a little bit, but say, look, I did a little bit of work, right? I looked into what you were into, what you're interested in. I didn't just send you a $30 Amazon gift card. Like I I saw what you were really into. And I sent you something that I spent a lot of time thinking about and trying to find, it doesn't have to be expensive, has to be Mm -hmm. thoughtful. And the right, fact yeah. that you can just go to Amazon and do the rest, like I can, you can sit at home and figure all this stuff out and then have Amazon do all that hard work, right? Yeah. And then you follow up with them and then you get in front of them. And I would much rather be have a, a listing promoted in a, a, a very focused Facebook group on a specific topic than run an ad. Like, And people don't think yeah. that way. Facebook isn't for stop and buy something like, oh, oh, I'm here scrolling, wasting time, looking for entertainment, looking for escapism, and I'm going to buy something. No. Have you guys ever bought something off of a cold Facebook ad? Like the first time you saw it, you're like, oh, I got to have that.
0: No, it's happened. You right. have to see it again and again, you know, a few times. But I have bought yeah. stuff off of Facebook ads. Yeah, but yeah, so it's, that's it's uh, possible.
2: But again and is. again and again means pay, right. pay, 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 pay. Have right. you know several thousand dollar ad budget to start? And like, I work with a lot of newbies, so I'm like, no, 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 please don't spend two thousand dollars on Facebook <laughs> ads when you don't know what you're doing. Because for yeah. for two thousand right. dollars, you know how many people you get in front of? Like, there are podcasts out there where if you just called them up and said, "Hey." do you have any sponsorship opportunity? Can I just pay you a hundred dollars? A lot of them be like, dude, right. like no one has ever paid us anything to be on our a hundred dollars. And all we have to do is shout out your Amazon store. Yeah. Of course, like, like you'd be on 20 different podcasts for, or for $2,000, right? Like hmm. there's just so many better uses for that. And that's honestly, some of that comes from, you know, having, I don't want to say just having a mentor, but like being in a community that you can bounce ideas off of and say like, yeah. who's doing this? Anybody had luck with this? And a supportive type community. And I just hope people are using social media for that, for education and not yeah. for entertainment. I see so many people that are stuck on the entertainment side of social media when there's plenty of people who are who are gath- smart people gathered together, spending time helping each other in yeah. an education format. But that's that's not as fun, right? So right <laughs> some people they get lured away by the entertainment and the cat pictures and all this stuff. I'm like, no, like <laughs>
1: Focus, focus. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Chris, you mentioned, you know, a lot of this and knowing how to do this is a result of having a good mentor. And we talked before going on the air, before pressing the record button, we talked about how you are known as the godfather of Merch by Amazon, and <laughs> the godfather of, of FBA. Uh, and a lot of people look up to you. a lot of kids. You. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you have a lot of you have a lot of pod babies out there. And uh so a lot of people look up to you to be that mentor for that advice and, and those kind of, of nuggets of real genuinely useful information. So when it comes to yourself, who is your Yoda? Who's who's the person that you look up to? To get inspiration, uh, insight, mentorship, that kind of stuff. And do you have any books that you could recommend for people to read out there that you have taken advantage of and learned a lot from? I, I could definitely give you a list of books.
2: Uh, I'll keep it short, though. But as far as like like a like a single mentor, I don't really think that I have one. I don't know if if many people really do identify with just a sure. single mentor. Yeah, yeah, and absolutely. I would encourage I would hope that people don't, you know, and I probably, I definitely used to, I don't say just look up to, but like, I really liked Gary Vee, right? I loved his Gary. energy, but in hindsight, you know, because what I've known Gary for, what, eight years now, I think it's 2013, we met at a, at an eBay event. Um, I really liked how the, the audience responded to him, right? I liked yeah. the attention that he was able to get. I, sure. like, that's what I was liking, right? Because then the more you kind of see behind the curtain, you're like, Dude, I don't, I would hate being Gary Vee working that much. Like, no, that's, not, that's not what I want to do. Yeah, And I think everybody needs to kind of think that because it's really easy to look on social media and everybody's flexing and everybody's posting that they're having a good time. <laughs> right. And you don't know what people are going through, right? Like, mm-hmm. and you could take anybody who's wildly successful and take one thing and you're like, you know what? I'm, I don't want to be that person, right? I'm happy being me. Now we all got our stuff. Uh, but I mean, the, the kind of purpose of, that, of saying that is like, you can't be somebody else. Right. So stop trying. Right. Like the only person you can be. And I was trying to find like almost a very impactful way to say this. I actually wrote it down if I was going to do a speech or a presentation sometime. It's like, can you be? It was actually when Tom Brady won the seven Super Bowl. And I was like, how many people would love to be Tom Brady right now? Right. Seven Super Bowls. You got this right. hot wife. Like everybody's telling you the greatest of all time and all this other stuff. And then, then like, look everybody in the eye and say, okay, well, can you be Tom Brady? Right. No. So stop it. Like, you can't be somebody else. You can right. be you. Sure. So be the best freaking you that you can. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Figure out what you are really good at, what you really like, and 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 focus on you instead of always like, oh, I wish I had this much money. I wish I had this car. I wish I was Tom Brady and all this stuff. Like, forget it. You can look and like, take the best from each each person. Like, take Tom Brady's yeah. work ethic, right? Yeah. Like, or take someone else's humor, or take someone else's passion for this. But but that's about it. Um, someone I really like lately is Simon Sinek. Uh, yeah. you guys have probably yeah. seen, or, or he's been on like the, the impact theory podcast. You've got a lot of his Ted, TED talks. His Ted talks are great. Yeah. Uh, I stumbled onto, um, a couple of his videos about, uh, knowing your why and yeah. the infinite yeah. game. And there, there, he has two books out by those names, like find your, or the start with why is yeah. it's like nine bucks new, right? Like everybody yeah. should buy it. And uh, The Infinite Game is one that I think a lot of entrepreneurs and kind of side hustlers should read. It's one that definitely changed my kind of view on, I don't say the whole world, but a lot of what I've done over the past 20 years. And we can talk a little bit about it because it's, it's, it's not a huge topic, but it will make a lot of sense. Um, but yeah, I would start with those two books. And, and if you just watch Simon Sinek content on YouTube and whatever, whatever else YouTube recommends and stop watching the, the nonsense on YouTube, <laughs> the cat videos learn a lot. <laughs> there are some funny cat videos, right? right. Sure. Uh, but no, let, me, let me tell you just a little bit about the infinite game. Yeah, sure. Uh, because maybe you guys have, 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 gone down, down this road a little bit. Uh, there's two types of games, finite games, infinite games, finite games, known rules, known participants, like time limits like there's a a way to win right like sports Mm -hmm. are finite games you can beat your opponent in sports there are a lot of things that are infinite games meaning uh competitors will come and go uh you can't win or lose the objective is to keep the game going right Mm -hmm. and there's videos on youtube that you can watch it talks about the cold war as an example of an infinite game right no one could win that right it's like you could drop out but you didn't win. There was no winner or loser, even though the U.S. kind of went around made a bunch of problems by claiming they won the Cold War. But you know that's right. that's like a different topic. Uh, but when you when you you're, you're trying to win infinite games, you set yourself up for failure. And I did this like when you know, scan it was ScanPower and Seller Engine, it was ScanPower and scan, it was ScanPower and Inventory Lab, and I was treating all those like finite games as if I could win. Right? I got to beat these guys. We got to be number one. Yeah. And like yeah. those aren't measurable metrics right? Like business is an infinite game. You just need to keep it going. You can't win business, right? Like there's no company that can win, right? Podcasting is an infinite game. You can't win podcasting. You might have the right. number one podcast. You're not going to always have it, right? Sure. Like, right. <laughs> that's just yeah. the way it is. It's an, it's an infinite game. So you just focus on providing the best value, the best experience. You know, just focus on customers or listeners uh, and see your competitors, not as people to be beaten, but as rivals, right? So if sure, as long as this other podcast is putting out great information, trying to help people, yeah, you may want to try to beat them, but, sure. but you acknowledge them as a rival and not as someone like, oh, we're, we can only win if they lose, right? Or if or right. if they win, then we lose. It's like it, mm-hmm. it's nothing like that. And I've looked back at a lot of a lot of parts of my life where I'm playing infinite games in a finite mindset, right? Like you could think of uh, like like relationships right. as infinite. I was just thinking that. I was thinking, not my family. wife and I.
0: Yeah, we've yeah. had a lot of finite moments or, or finite games inside of our inf, infinite relationship, sure. <laughs> and it's not ever healthy to have that.
2: <laughs> it it reframes so many things for me. Yeah, let's get it through It's Not audible. It's not. It's not a really long book, but I think mm-hmm. a lot of people. I mean, honestly, entrepreneurs should read both of those books. Read. Start mm-hmm. with why. Uh, it's kind of written for businesses, but read it for yourself as if you are a business yeah, and right. why you're doing what you're doing. Because a lot of people don't know. Uh, and I'm guilty of not knowing, right? I didn't get into retail arbitrage because I liked driving around to Home Depots on the weekend, right? <laughs> I got into it because it was kind of fun. It's like solving a puzzle. Like no one had done this before. And like the technology at the time, like people forget. Like I had the world or the U.S. It might have been the world's first Bluetooth phone. It was on Sprint. It was called the T608. And you could Bluetooth into, like, remember those little Dell PDAs? Sony made one yeah, that, like, yeah, yeah. slipped up. It's called the Clea. And it was like $800 for this little thing. Uh, and I was able to Bluetooth connect that to this phone on, like, you know, 2G networks. So I can mm-hmm. now browse eBay in a store. <laughs> so I can look at eBay completed when I'm looking at like the clearest prices on these things. And I was like, this, like I just had fun. Like if I do that yeah. today, like who cares today, right? You got 5G, whatever you want. Yeah, But back then, it, like putting the pieces together and being early and innovative, like that's what was fun. Like the fact that I could make money with it was a bonus. I would have done it anyway. Right, because like it was just really fun to put these things together. Like it's fun being early, and, and like not just an early yeah. adopter, but like a very early adopter, putting up with the problems and and like having to put lines of code into a phone to unlock the Bluetooth <laughs> profiles. And, like it was hard, but it was fun right? Like we enjoyed that challenge. And it Um, took you to the next,
0: it took you to the next thing, which took you to the next thing, which took you to the next thing. And so doing that one thing kind of got you in front of the right people that maybe influenced you in a different way. And then pretty soon you're in the Amazon ecosystem and then pretty soon you're creating a company that's helping Amazon sellers, you know, or FBA sellers. And then from there you're telling people about Merch by Amazon. And from there, you know, you're, you're learning about KDP, you're writing books, you're doing all these things. And then it all, Brought you, Chris, to the print on demand cast. Can you believe that? I mean That's what I've been trying to get on for the past 20 years. (laughs) And it worked. It worked. Great name for the podcast, by the way. Paid off.
2: (laughs) I'm very, I'm very vain on like domains and like usernames and profiles. Your podcast name, I'm super jealous of. Like it's so perfect. (laughs) The print on demand cast. Yeah. Thank you very much. Like it's perfect. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Heck yeah, man. Okay. So we've talked about a million things and uh, this has been awesome. I want to see how we can use some of these things that we've talked about, like the infinite game and, um, you, you know, some of those earlier things that we were talking about, like, how can our listeners like put this into action in their existing print on demand business. So I'm, you know, let's just pretend like I'm a guy, I, you know, I've got a regular job and I'm maybe selling on Etsy. I've got a Merch by Amazon account. I'm a tier 500 or whatever, you know, but I want to grow. So how can I use these, you know, these ideas of KDP and getting in front of people and, and the infinite game philosophies and all of that to actually like, let's get brass tacks here. How can we help people, uh, yeah, expand their business, Chris?
2: I, I would go all the way back to the beginning and start with why, right? Just like that book says. Mm-hmm. It's like, why do you want to do it? Because if people just say, I want to make money, like, okay, well, how much money? And a lot of people never get to that second question, right? <laughs> They're just like, I want to make money. I want to make money on the internet. It's like, okay, why? Like, Because it seems obvious. Well, of course we want to make money. Well, money's only going to make you so happy. right? Right. So if people have money problems... Money will solve those problems, right? Like if I can't pay the rent, if I can't put gas in my car, like that's a problem and that's a money problem, which means money will solve that problem. So when people say money won't make you happy uh, or your money is not going to solve your problems, well, I 100% disagree. They're absolutely wrong. Money will solve many problems, money problems. They won't solve every problem, but they'll, they'll solve some. Right. So if you just need to make money, that's going to be a different approach than someone who says, you know, I just really want to start a business. I want to see if I can do it. I want. I just always wanted to – I got this kind of entrepreneurial spirit kind of thing. Then the money kind of takes care of itself. And there's another book that I would recommend by uh, – oh, who was the coach of the 49ers with Montana? Bill Walsh. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the Score Takes Care of Itself. And mm-hmm. probably just from the title. You kind of get where it's going. It's like yeah. if you do all the right things, if you do your job, if you get if you're the best at your position in football and you put in the work, then don't worry about oh shoot, we gotta score two more touchdowns. Like, you know, you gotta to score <laughs> touchdowns. Like that's right. literally your job. Do do what you need to do. And then at the end, you'd be like, Hey, we won the Super Bowl. Not mm. we're gonna try and win the Super Bowl. Of course you're trying to win the Super Bowl. Like there's nobody not trying to win the Super Bowl if you're in the NFL. Right. Right. But the ones who win it, like that's a result of their work. Right, it's the result of the work and the effort that they put in. They don't party all the time, and they're like, "Oh, we sweet you won the Super Bowl this year." It's like, no, they worked all year long, and that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but for someone who, who wants to start out, once you figure out why, right, that that's going to help. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have to know where you are, right? You, you have to be self aware of what's realistic and, and what you're able to do. Like some people are going to have more access to capital in terms of you know just being able to uh, you know potentially uh you know sponsor shows or gets pay money to get some attention. Mm -hmm. If you don't have money to get attention, or I'm saying if someone has no attention, this is where to go. So if you're starting completely fresh, no audience, no social profiles with any type of of reach, uh, you're gonna have to get some attention. Now you can do that one of two ways. With money is ads or or you know just getting in front of people with some of the things we talked about earlier. Or two is time. Right, so if you got time, instead, that's where you need to go. Start building relationships, join people's Facebook groups, and become a, a helpful, contributing member. I mean, how many of us have met on Facebook groups? Right, right? They, they come to your conferences and like they met yeah. in FBA Facebook groups, and they become yep. you know friends in real life. But that's because they they made they they showed their face and their name, and they helped, and they were okay potentially being wrong. They just trying to be helpful, mm-hmm. and that's who people want to hang hang around with. So you can start to gain some followers that way. Because, like I, I mentioned earlier, you have to have a good product and putting it on print on demand website is the easy part especially amazon where it's one click checkout so you got it like 95% of this business is in the middle where you have to get people to know about your product and care about it mm-hmm. enough to spend their money on it mm-hmm. and maybe this is a good piece of advice for a lot of people cuz a lot of people I talk to they don't want to be a salesman right they don't want to like advertising, like, hey, buy my stuff. And, like, they want to hire someone else to do it, or, or I mean, I don't know what they think is going to happen, where they think they're going to find someone else who cares more about their product than they do. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, it's complete, as soon as you think about it that way, you're like, that's, a, that's the silliest thing I've ever heard, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if someone has written a book and wants to get people to know about it, they should be the one telling, like, like, you should be yeah. your number one cheerleader. And I think I know what, what's happened. People are so afraid of being a salesman, because salesman has this bad connotation. Right. Right. Like, like you go in, like there's no prices on anything. They're trying to sell you something or a car salesman or like a pushy salesman or like like yeah. just all these strong tactics that everybody hates. And it's like salesmen can be good. Like if I have a book, if someone says, hey, I want to learn more about Amazon FBA. I'm like, I have lots of products for you. I have books. I have courses. I've got free stuff on YouTube. Like I know what you need. I'm not trying to sell you to watch my video. I'm not trying to sell right. you my nine dollar book where I make a dollar. <laughs> right. Like, I don't care. But I'll, t- I'll tell you you need this book. Like without hesitation, you know, and it's validated by the reviews, which remember, you got to have the good product at the beginning. Cause if you don't, none of this works, but you can see the reviews, Mm -hmm, like, like start here I'm not trying to sell them a book. So it's, this is what I, 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 we briefly touched on this at the beginning. This is where a lot of people have to deprogram themselves of what they've always thought, what they've always done. I mean, another common one that falls in with this is people think that it's like, how can they make money doing something they like? Right, like that. That doesn't make sense. We go to right. work, we do stuff we don't like to get paid five days a week, so we can do things we do like for two days a week. Right? <laughs> I'm like, you can do that. <laughs> like that's that's a lot of people, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. You can make money, lots of money, doing stuff that you like,
0: right? right?
2: But what you like has to bring value to other people, mm-hmm. yeah. right? and and that's where like i try to help people really dial in and not just start a print on demand business they certainly can but if someone's like i've had people call my bluff and they say well i just like smoking weed and playing video games i'm like okay that can be entertaining to people right, right. now if you're funny if you're like you know if, if it's entertaining to watch you streaming on twitch while you play some game while you're super high hey you are bringing value to other people in the form right. of yeah. entertainment entertainment now, yep yeah i focus on more education right? I'm not an entertainer guy. Now, if I could throw a little entertainment in and make people like, great, right? Extra bonus. Mm -hmm. But I'm more on the education side. But even if you want to play video games and smoke weed on Twitch, you can bring value to other people, and now you're building an audience, and you can add print-on-demand business to it in order to (laughs) monetize. And that's how simple, but that's the model people need to think of, not, hey, I want to sell t-shirts. I want to sell hats. Like, okay, to who? And with what on them? Like, you haven't thought this out, right? (laughs) I want to sell hats why why do you want to sell hats yeah, they don't right. even know the answer to that and so it's like you know step back and step back and step back and I, i've seen this over and over again and they're like they almost feel good i can't believe i'm making money on, on twitch it's like believe it you're bring, like just because yeah. you may not find yourself entertaining or valuable doesn't mean someone else <laughs> i see some of these big influencers and i'm like really this is what people want to watch <laughs> not for me you know yeah But I'm not here to judge, right? If someone can build an audience on whatever they want, Mm -hmm. hey, knock yourself out. Um, There are tons of different ways to bring value to to people. And if people start there, start with bringing value to other people. And there's always two ways to do it it's the two E's entertainment or education. Every single piece of content is going to fall under one of those umbrellas. Yeah. If you do that for people, you're providing them value. Now you've got the ability to say, hey, you like my stuff? I've got a merch store. It's print on, don't even tell them it's print on demand. You know, it's print on demand, but the customer doesn't really know that. Uh, and now you've got a way to monetize it. If they don't want to buy anything, it's okay because you've done the jab, jab, right hook kind of thing. They still watch your Twitch. They might buy something next month. They might buy something next year, but it's print on demand. So you're not investing in, and I'm, I'm trusting all the listeners really understand print on demand, right? No, (laughs) (laughs) no inventory, no shipping. Just it looks like you have a massive store of all these products. And when someone buys stuff, You get money and don't do any work. Yeah, like focus on providing the most value to your customers through entertainment or education. Like, (laughs) I don't know. I don't know why this ends up being so complicated. No, that's
0: great. I think that's. I mean, um, as you're talking, I'm thinking. You know, we need to title this. You know, like why, why are you doing POD, you know, or something like that? Cause yeah. I mean, I think that really is kind of what it, what it does boil down to. And I think um, you're right. And, you know, I, I worked for a guy for a lot of years um, who was a really high level businessman. I mean, you know, had his own plane, the whole deal. And I was, I was very close to him. And the thing that he always told me was like, you need to, you know, whenever we were trying to figure something out, he would always say like, you need to define the problem first. Uh, you need to define what the actual problem is that you're act- that you're trying to solve. And that's exactly what you're saying here, Chris, is, is that you need to define the problem that you, you having a business is going to solve, or you making more money is going to solve, or you, whatever that first initial, like, why do you want to start a POD business answer is, That's the problem that you, you know, you need to bring it all the way back to the beginning and and go for there, go from there. So um, as we're, we're kind of, as we're kind of wrapping things down here, um, wrapping things down as we're winding things down, wrapping things up, winding things things down. down. Thank you, Josiah. Um, (laughs) It's a t-shirt idea right there. Mixed (laughs) metaphor. (laughs) Put that on a t-shirt. There you go. Uh, I wanted, wanted you to get out your crystal ball. And I want you to look into the future and tell us, Chris Green. Chris
1: Stradamus.
0: Chris, Chris <laughs> Damis, godfather of merch by Amazon. Uh, tell us what the future of print-on-demand um, for both, you know, creators, like, like people who are actually just in the print-on-demand game, and then for, like, producers, shop owners, and things like that. Can you give us kind of your take on the future of print-on-demand?
2: Uh, I definitely predict there's going to be more products. Uh, I try to use the simple analogy that Jeff Bezos said one time, you know, they fo- Amazon focuses on three things. They want to have lower prices, they want to have more selection, and they want to get products to their customers faster, faster shipping times. Mm-hmm. And when you look at print-on-demand, it hits all three of those, right? Because you don't have to make them in China, you don't have to ship them by boat, right. uh, mm-hmm. and they can put warehouses and, 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 you know, print-on-demand centers closer to major metro areas, meaning they're going to get their stuff there quicker and, of course, lower shipping costs, which will be passed on as even lower prices it's a nail on on every head it makes sense for everything that amazon does Um, Mm -hmm. so you can be sure that they're looking at any possible product that they can offer in a print on demand format and the the basic the normal front-facing customer is really not even going to notice they're not going to know that some of these things are print on demand which is fine they don't actually care but it opens up this massive opportunity for the creators and the designers and you know i think people should think of it in this in the sense of okay what part of my business is pod Right. Probably not a lot of people are in the POD business only. They're doing something else and they're using POD along with it. I think more people are going to find more success that way, especially uh, you know some like newbies who are coming in and be like, okay, I, I can see where this is going. Then they can adjust as they as they grow, uh, you know, with knowledge and, and, and sales. Um, I think you're going to see more opportunities internationally. Uh, I mean, merch by Amazon has expanded to more countries. KDP is already in multiple countries. And it's just going to it's going to get easier. And as more people come in and this is where I hope people think about where they can properly or, or best fit themselves into this entire business model is when people say, look, I'm, I'm really good at designing. I can make design. I can make art. I can make clip art. I can make design bundles. I'm like, yes, do that. And then sell them to Merch by Amazon designers or make Book or uh, KDP book cover templates and sell those to KDP authors. Like, you can plug yourself in anywhere that you want. Now, are you going to make a million dollars doing that? Again, probably not. But if you try to make a million dollars and instead you make three hundred thousand, you're probably still going to be pretty happy, right? <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> so, you can have your sights set on some things, but like, there, there's realists. I, I do believe, and I've yet to find someone that I, I don't believe this about. Everybody has a passive six-figure business inside of them. Whatever they are, are I don't want you to say good at, but whatever they're knowledgeable about, whatever they're interested in, whatever they're passionate about, there's going to be a way to turn that into uh, some kind of content online that's going to attract attention. You're, able to, you're going to be able to package it up in a way that brings value to people in a way that you can then sell a membership or coaching or a consultation or a course or just straight up POD merch uh, to the tune of six figures passively. At home, doing something you absolutely enjoy and would do anyway. Yeah, I, I believe that for everybody. Now, it's not going to happen overnight, and because the big reason for that is the mindset stuff. You know, yeah. they're stuck on so many things that they've they've learned over the years. It's not their fault. Some of the stuff used to be true; it's just not true anymore. Um, you know, the, the world has changed, and people have to adjust their way of thinking. and And a big piece of advice I'd love to give everybody is to take in new information and be willing to change your mind. Yeah. Right. Like I'm baffled that anybody would not do that. <laughs> right. Like, hey, there's <laughs> FBA has changed the, the rules around small and light. The fee structure are different. Right. Okay. Well mm-hmm. now maybe some products make sense. Then now some other products maybe don't make sense. Like adjust. It right. doesn't matter what it used to be uh, take in all this information. It's going to get better. It's going to be faster. It's going to get easier. Um, if people really want to go, go down the rabbit hole, start researching NFTs
0: mm-hmm. uh,
2: as that crosses over into print on demand and publishing, it's super, super early on that. So you can learn a lot right now um, and then be ready when it becomes more mainstream. And don't get all if, – if anybody does research NFTs in the next six months, uh, just be aware that probably 98% of them are not going to be worth anything. Right. Uh, <laughs> the top 2% will probably – Will be worth something just because it's you know it's the first it's, it's tied to famous mm-hmm. people uh but nfts will become more mainstream probably over the next three to five years and if you're in the print on them there's just probably going to be so many cool crossovers like if you own this nft you're allowed to print this or if you own this nft you can order as many of these books as you want like i don't know we don't know where it's going to go yet uh but it's going to be very interesting and it's just it's a bigger topic than than we can cover here but just, sure. just google nfts and watch like the the, the the first results on on youtube for it
1: Awesome. Chris, thank you so much, man, to, for coming on the show. You've offered so much insight. Travis and I always say, uh, every time we have a guest, that we feel lucky because we're the first listener. So we get to be the first person to ingest this before the <laughs> listeners do. And then we get to hear it again when the episode drops. And there's so much that I'm looking forward to uh, going back and re listening just for myself, business wise, personally, all of it. Thank you so much for taking the time. Let people know that are listening. Where can they find you? If they want to know more info, if they want to learn more about you, see what you're offering, uh, where can they find you? I'm
2: pretty easy to find. Uh, it's chrisgreen.com. You can probably just Google me or actually Facebook. It's just facebook.com slash chris. I bet mean, you didn't know that one, did you, Travis? Ooh, just chris. Facebook.com slash chris. That's pretty and, uh, impressive.
1: So are yeah, you the can, first Chris on Facebook? Is that what I'm to believe? That's that is.
2: I've heard there's like Chris Rock, Chris Helmsworth, Chris Brown, Chris. No, it's Chris Green. It's Facebook.com/slash Chris. Right? None of those other other poser Chrises. No, the OG Chris is Facebook.com/slash Chris. The Godfather
0: himself. People can <laughs> yes. reach
2: out. I'm happy to help and answer questions. I, I feel I do kind of specialize in newbies, people trying to get started. They, they're they kind of stuck on where to go. And yeah, I, I hope to get people on the right track and moving forward. And then they can, hey, if they want to go down the road into POD, you can go over here. You want to go down to wholesale over here? Probably, like, right. You know, the worst thing someone can do is try to be a like a, a private label seller when they're uh, they should be designing for for print on demand products. You know, that's, right. but they don't know. There's so much out there, and and that's why I'm thankful for like podcasts just like yours that help curate the information and help answer people's questions and get them on the right track in a world where it's just completely overwhelmed with massive amounts of information. Most of it good, some of it right, some of it wrong, but just too much to sift through for people yeah. to find what they need to know and get moving forward. And I think that's what, that's what I like to do. And I think that's what you guys like to do. And, and I think this podcast will help a lot of people do that.
1: Awesome. Well, thanks again, Chris, for coming on. We look forward to in the future, should there ever be a PODcast convention or <laughs> weekend or retreat, whatever it is, you will be on the invite <laughs> list for sure. Uh, so we can all get together and, uh, and crack a few beers. Like We didn't get you on this podcast, but we will in person here soon. So uh, <laughs> next one. Yes. Thank, thanks so much, Chris. Thanks, guys. See ya. Well, there you have it, folks. Episode 33, once again, for your listening pleasure. Thank you uh, again for being patient with Travis and I, uh, for being understanding, and we look forward to being with you next week. In the meantime, go to printoutofmancast.com slash Facebook. Join the group. Join the conversation. Let us know what your favorite nugget from this interview was or what's something that Chris talked about or that we talked about that you forgot about and you're excited that you listened again because you got to... Uh, hear it and got to kind of spark that creativity uh, based off of that talking point again let us know we want to know print under com slash facebook uh, and join the conversation, join the family, and we would love to have you there. Again, uh, Long Beach, ISS Long Beach coming up January, I believe the 23rd. Travis and I are both planning on being there, having a meetup for Pin-on-Demand cast folk. Uh, it would be great to meet some of you in person, uh, to hang out with you guys, have some drinks, have some fellowship, have some good times there in Long Beach, California. Uh, what better place to be in January when there's cold weather than California where there's a beach? So uh, make plans to be there if you have not already. Registration is open uh, right now. It's free, free to register, free to uh, to attend. So if anything, just just register just in case, even if you don't end up going, it doesn't cost you anything. So uh, go ahead and avail yourself of that as well. And as always, wherever there are podcasts for you to listen to, the, B- the POD cast is there for you as well. So if you happen to be listening on iTunes, uh, please leave us uh, a, a review and a rating. And uh, we would greatly, greatly appreciate that. We want to hear your feedback. We want to hear your ideas. We want to hear uh, how awesome the dad jokes are. So let us know and uh, we will be back with you again next week for our new episode of the Print On Demand cast. And as always, even though he's not here with me, I know I can speak for him. For Travis, I'm Josiah, and we'll see you right here next week on the Print On Demand cast.
0: See ya!